Mm-hmm. Don't you have to do your little song thing? I don't do that. That's not you? It is me, but I don't do it every time. <laughs> Mom, go away. I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Verified. My name is Shane. My name is Carlos. Guys, today we have a natural-born leader. Someone, <laughs> you know, someone who's going to tell us some, like, little anecdotes, you know, have some good time talking about leadership, um, being a community advocate. Um, how she kind of developed these skills, where she wants to take these skills in the future. Maybe we'll talk about some basketball because she's a little, uh, she's a little crybaby about not being able to play basasketball. Okay, please give a warm welcome to Meredith. How's it going? It's it's pretty good. How's it going? Is that Shane? too harsh? No, it's fine. When did you have the drive to become a leader? My mom is always an extremely outgoing person, um, and she always was extremely advocate. As a kid, I got bullied a lot for my appearance because I was like. I was always extremely tall. I was like taller than all the guys and just, you know, kind of stood out a little bit. But I think the main reason I got bullied because I didn't really care. People didn't really affect me in that way. And so people kind of saw that as like, oh, we got to keep bullying her and keep tearing her down. I would every time I had things happen like that, I would go to my mom and she would tell me this exact plan. I was like, well, I never thought of that. I cannot believe like I should have done that. And I, I didn't realize it at that moment. But I realized that at like advocating for other people and telling people this is what you should do that was something I really enjoyed because my mom helped me so much in my life get over bullying and stuff like that I realized then that I wanted to do something that I could stand up for other people um how do you kind of plan on like implementing this idea of like advocating for other people who are not in like good situations so I kind of changed the way I advocated and a lot of that has to do with like growing up the way you view things and the way you view your goals changes of course um when i was younger i kind of viewed this as very like being a leader meant i needed to prove i could be the best person possible i needed to be the president of the united states like (laughs) that was the only way i was going to prove anything and then i was like well why be the president of the united states when you can be the president of the universe do you still have that um dream to Maybe not to the extent of being a president of the universe, mm-hmm. of course. Focus on what I do have. I started focusing on the relationships I had with people and how to better mm-hmm. advocate for them. Being better friends with people, having good conversations, at, like listening to their problems. I figured out that that is a much more worthwhile and better way to be a leader than actually being in a position because that way you're advocating for people and you're hearing what they have to say. And that is much more worthwhile and something anyone can do regardless of status or clout or whatever or not leadership to in this day and age it's so frustrating a lot of it's about clout and like True. the presidential election who's more popular and no one's really listening to what they actually have to say and what they actually have to contribute because no one cares about that i mean there are obviously people but not enough like mm-hmm. the, the popular vote's going to come from who's the most popular that's you know and the way you fight that is just having like focusing on leadership in just the really the relationships you have with people when it comes to your stance on clout i mean it'd be cool if you uh, want to go a little more into detail about what you mean by that my parents are extremely strict i don't know if anyone knows that one of the things they're very strict about is social media i'm not allowed to have it obviously that's been a big barrier in more people getting to know me and like i guess you could say clout because more people don't know who i am because they don't see my name on i at first that really bothered me because i'm like i'm not going to be able to get any goals i ever want like i'm not going to be able to be student council president because I don't have a social media and people can't know that I'm president I'm applying for president people knowing that I I am a person and I started to realize how weird like wrong that is to feel like your leadership is defined by social media and clout and things like that and so that kind of strengthened my reasoning for 
just really focusing on relationships with friends and people around me and building those up. And I actually found that when you do that, you you get like people will ask you for more leadership positions and like advocating for people and things like that versus when you're yeah. trying to face down something through social media or stuff like that. Compounding quarantine with the fact that you weren't able to have access to social media do you want to talk about that experience and those factors and how like it played into you running for student council president at our school i was really frustrated especially because you know i'm not having in-person reaction or reactions interactions with people and that was really tough because a lot of people kind of overlook the fact that social media is what like kids use to have like little interactions like we like i liked this person like it's a recognition that they exist and so i myself kind of was like this is horrible because no one is gonna remember me and no one's gonna text me and I'm just gonna be so alone I just like I broke down but then I realized you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna like I texted like a a group of my friends and I was like we had FaceTimes a lot and you know that really helped me the first day you were supposed to turn everything in I had heard that student council was going and I'm like well this is great I got two seconds to decide I talked to my parents and I was like should I do this they're like Meredith you should do this like you always talk about being president you'd be dumb not to do this I'm like and even if you don't get voted for because I read about how social media and I got really scared because I'm like no one is gonna vote for me because no one knows I exist and you know she was like you know what you will always regret not trying and you will always think like and I was like that is true like even if I like I'm going in expecting myself not to win but you know what it's for the experience obviously I did not win but that's all right because I came in I went in it into it not expecting to win not having social media and being a teenager is a very unique thing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I kind of want to hear about that experience what is that like are you like more actually more productive or do you find ways to procrastinate even without it I'm always procrastinating like you can set you could put me on an island with nothing and tell me I need to do something and I still wouldn't do it like that's just me I think social media has a lot of attributes that are that go beyond that just like comparing your to others i don't know if this is a guy thing or just an everybody thing or teen Mm -hmm. thing but i know for girls like it's like hey i'm me with my boyfriend me like just like all this heightened and it just and you of course you don't think to yourself you don't you can't remember all of that common sense that hey this is just the good time like you don't remember that and you Mm -hmm. you care and you get into this it just it messes with you do you have a fear of fomo that's That's true but like a fear of missing out do you have that yes i actually don't and i have in fact i have the celebration of missing out and this this actually oh new mindset alert the more successful you are in life basically when you have opportunities come up bill gates wants to eat with you at lunch at seven are you gonna come you say no and you're like you know what i'm maybe i'm just gonna like go have pizza by myself but the fact that you said no bill gates is gonna look at you and say dang you must be like extremely successful to be able to say no to me a lot of people especially social media heightens this have fomo the fear of missing out i because i do not have social media and because i'm also value a lot of attributes to being to being a leader i actually have the celebration of missing out right means is anytime somebody says yo merida you we got to hang out or something i'm like you know what i don't have time for this because i'm i've got too much homework and you know what? i do after that i'm done like i don't care not that i don't care about that person but <laughs> but and i'm not saying like i'm horrible and i say no to everything but i don't have this fear of you know something's happening or someone's at this party and they're without me i was gonna list some names of like some people that like really famous like stuff that like are probably on social media like i'll start easy like do you know uh charlie d'amelio yes 
Yeah. So I'll actually, I'll actually say something about that. So a lot of times I would tell people I don't have social media just because I knew they get such a reaction out of it. And I'm, and, and people would play this game with me. They'd be like, okay, so do you know who this is? Oh my goodness. Hey, um, so-and-so she doesn't know who this is. Oh my goodness. And it got old quick though. I, I stopped doing that. What are other reactions that like you get? Like when they talk about like guys and like stuff like that. And they're like, Meredith, you're never going to get a boyfriend because you don't have social media. I'm like, that's not how that should work. But okay. Thanks. True. But so, you know, there's that like ongoing joke with my friends. Definitely like there, there, especially where people, a lot of my friends and people I know who are very attached to social media feel like they feel weird using messages to like contact me because they're like, no, I'm used to using social media. And like those people usually don't text me that much. And so it kind of like, especially now. And at first I didn't really, I didn't really notice that because, you know, I would talk to them in person and I couldn't care less because we're all everybody's social distance when you have those friends you're not i can't really be good friends with those people anymore because there's no way they can really talk to me or contact me mm-hmm. at first that tore me down but now i've realized if they don't care about me enough to message me then i don't really care about them enough either you know that's bars that is yeah. true. right i mean that's some bars meredith normally we ask people if they have any so- any social media they want to plug and i was <laughs> literally about to ask you that <laughs> like just out of habit i was like hey, do you have anything and then I was like, wait. No, they need to follow my a message. Etiquette. Yeah. Right? It's, I need sales. I have four sales and no one is buying like bracelets, cards. Go check out Meredith Visco and Etsy. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. If you did enjoy and you want to help us out, you can follow us on whatever podcast listening platform currently on. Our Instagram is at verified.talk. We'll post updates there. If you want to find us on YouTube and see, watch the interviews. Our YouTube is uh, Verified Media. You can just search us up. Go check out Meredith's stuff in the description. Thank you guys so much for listening once again, and we'll see you guys. See you guys next week for (laughs) some sort of content. Okay, bye. Thank you guys. Bye. Mom, go away. I'm recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Anti-swag corporation.